going on guys welcome on back to second and short and this week's episode of monday movers or just playoff review uh my name is tyler lauder joined with my co-host aaron ben and we are going to break down the nfc and afc championship games as we move towards super bowl sunday now let's just go ahead and jump right into these let's not let's not dance around this anymore you know Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers took down the Green Bay Packers yesterday in the first game. And this game looked close at the beginning. Then Tampa Bay ran away. And then all of a sudden, Green Bay tried coming back. But there was some questionable play calling here. What was your thoughts on yesterday's game as a whole? Yeah, I thought it was a great game as a whole. I mean, I always say, as long as it's not my team and as long as it's not a team that I hate, when you're going into the playoffs, all you can really hope for, hope for is a, just a great game all around. And this was a game that at halftime kind of looked like maybe it was going to be a blowout, but Packers came back in the third quarter, helped out by some some interceptions off of Tom Brady. And ultimately it came down to just kind of a blown call, a blown play call uh, on 4th and 12 at the end of the game and uh yeah i mean sucks to be a packers fan but that's how it is i'm just glad we had a great game no exactly and uh, yeah i agree in the first half looked like things like weren't pretty much second quarter things weren't going green bay's way i mean interception where there could have been a holding call we have a fumble and iron jones actually fumbled twice Uh, one of them was just recovered by green bay and then the third quarter was like the opposite it was just a, a collapse of tampa bay for a second letting them back in now, the thing here, and everybody's been saying it over the, over the past 24 hours, is the fact that Tom Brady didn't play that well. He didn't do that great. I mean, he still had 280 yards and three touchdowns. He just had like a nine-minute period where he was not good at all. But the rest of the game, he was fantastic. And Aaron Rodgers was really good. And the biggest thing here is we have to look back at what we were talking about on our last episode. And a key to victory that we had for Tampa Bay, you did, was that the wide receivers had to play better. And they did. Chris Godwin, five catches, 110 yards. Like, you know, these guys all played really well. Yeah, like you said, receivers really stepped up. There was, I think, four catches between all of the tight ends, including a touchdown pass to Bright. But, yeah, Mike Evans had three catches, had a touchdown. Scotty Miller had that really big uh, touchdown catch at the end of the first half when everyone kind of thought maybe the Bucs were just going to go for for the long field goal to get some points on the board but ended up going for it all Uh, and yeah it's like it's like we said because we're we're freaking geniuses the wide receivers needed to step up and that's what they did even without Antonio Brown you mentioned Scotty Miller you mentioned Cameron Brait those are now the 33rd and 34th players to catch a touchdown from Tom Brady in the playoffs uh, which is obviously a record because Tom Brady owns every passing record in the playoffs. He's got, he's got 12 more than Drew Brees. And the way that their careers are looking right now, it looks like that streak is going to get extended. But that's just amazing. 34 different guys. That's kind of why whenever we talk about, or anybody talks about like Tom Brady, oh, it's a system and in New England, blah, blah, blah. And I always say, if you go look at the guys' Super Bowl teams, it's like his supporting cast is almost different every time. There's a couple guys that are there for like two or three, but they're different every time. You make it to 10 Super Bowls, it's, it's not because all the other factors. Like, he's the common denominator here. Now, my key point to victory was that Tampa Bay needed to win the run game, both on defensively and offensively. They needed to outrush Green Bay, and they needed to stop them. And while they only ran for 76 yards, they also were able to provide a rushing touchdown. They held Green Bay to even less yards, 67 yards. 
yeah, like you said, they didn't have a whole lot of yards on the ground. Fournette led the the game with 55 yards on just 12 carries. He had the touchdown. This kind of nifty little run where he turned something into nothing for 20 yards. Nice spin move, man. In the beginning of the game. And, uh, yeah, they were able to control the run game of the Packers, which I think we also talked about in our review show uh, that if Aaron Rodgers wasn't getting things going, he may have to re- rely on the ground game. But uh, they were able to get the Packers run game under control and they were able to run the ball uh, as well as they needed to uh, themselves. Now for Green Bay, this this whole game looked like it was getting out of hand for a little bit. You know, they once the once the second quarter happened and they they started getting down and then all of a sudden there was a bad call towards the end and Tampa Bay decides to go for a touchdown anyways and they get it and then a fumble right away to start the second half and touchdown and it looked like it's it's over at this point right we've seen stuff like this but they kept going and the reason why they kept pushing and kept when they're resilient and everything is because Aaron Rodgers I mean this guy does not know when to quit he's a great quarterback even though he might not be the favorite of mine. I liked how he played throughout. Now, getting a little down here for us is, is the play calling in the fourth quarter. This is an issue. I mean, Green Bay had the ball for about 10 minutes longer than Tampa Bay. And the fact that they had a drive, I mean, nine plays, got about 55 yards, and then decided to settle on a field goal, I think I, I kind of blame Aaron Rodgers. I blame the play calling going for that field goal in the fourth quarter. Like, what are your thoughts on that when you saw that? What was going through your mind? Yeah, I thought it was a cowardly play call. Uh, Lafleur just tried to defend it after the game. I'll read you real quick the quote that he had, uh, why he went for the for the field goal instead of the fourth down conversion. Uh, he said it was just the circumstances of having three shots and coming away with no yards and knowing that you not only need the touchdown but you need the two-point conversion the way i was looking at it was we essentially had four timeouts and with the two-minute warning we knew we needed to get a stop and i thought we were going to have a stop there at the end um and then he goes on to talk about the defensive pass interference call in my eyes it just kind of shows a real lack of situational awareness yeah, the only thing that this like that this does here is it makes the scoreline at the end look closer. That's really the only thing that happened here in change. Now we can't throw all the blame on the floor and the coaching staff. I think Rogers is the blame here as well. On third down, he breaks from he breaks from you know his pocket, and it lo- I thought he was gonna run it in. I was like, oh, he's gonna run it right here. He's gonna get close. It's gonna be you know maybe he'll get a touchdown. But he doesn't. He tries throwing it into a tight coverage, a tight window. It doesn't work for him. If Rodgers would have just had the awareness, you know, big players make big plays on big days. If he would have just ran three or four more yards, that would have put him in a better position. Even, even though they got the field goal, they still need a touchdown to win the game. They couldn't have gotten another field goal to tie it. Uh, going for it on fourth down, even if they miss it, they still have to get the, the stop and get a touchdown. In any case, uh, it just kind of showed to me a lack of confidence in in his offense, which, as long as we're on the subject, that might be a little bit validated because a huge part of this loss, in my opinion, uh, was due to the fact that the offense was not able to capitalize off turnovers. They intercepted Tom Brady three times, uh, three times in a yeah, three drives in a row, and they got six points off of that. So. That's just that's a huge disappointment, a huge, huge problem for me. 
anytime you intercept Tom Brady three times in, in a game, no less in a row, and you only get six points off of that, that's going to be a problem. Like, I know Packers fans after the fact were complaining about the, the, the riffing, like the defensive holding that should have been called on the on the interception or the the kind of questionable pass interference they call on, on the the last drive of the game. But when it comes down to it, the refs aren't the problem. The refs aren't the reason you scored six points off of three tor- turnovers. Now, you heard that Aaron Rodgers thought that that wouldn't be his last chance, right? Like, tell me what you told me before we recorded. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers said after the game, kind of threw some shade at LaFleur. He said, I, I thought that we were going to have another chance. Uh, he kind of insinuated that he thought they would go for him fourth down. Matt LaFleur had other plans. I think that kind of shows like a different problem. Uh, usually a head coach and your quarterback or whoever's playing calls is going to have like, they're going to be on the same page. Like they're going to be like, uh, all right, if this happens and we'll do this, if we don't convert here, then we'll go for the fourth down and things like that. And this shows that they really weren't on the same page, which is just an entirely different problem. And with Rogers kind of, you wonder if that's actually true or if Rogers is just trying to throw like, take the responsibility off of him, it, it does create kind of a problematic situation there, in my opinion. But that's just miscommunication. Like, I feel like, I feel like head coaches and quarterbacks have to be on the same page at all times. And this, if, if an ego is an issue of this or a lack of trust is an issue in this, then they got to get some couples counseling and they got to fix that over the offseason if they're going to continue this relationship into the next year. Let's shift on over to the AFC. And let's talk about this AFC championship, Kansas City, the Bills. You predicted it right. I got it wrong. Um, neither here nor there. But Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, these guys are going to be staples of the AFC for the next decade. And Josh Allen did not play very well. He just came out and said it himself afterwards. It was on him. He didn't perform well enough for this team. And a couple bad decisions were on his part. He took full ownership. The Chiefs came out. Played really well from the second quarter on. It it was they just got the, got up to speed and then went on cruise control because they knew they were going to get to their destination at the end. Yeah, and what was really impressive for me, I mean, of course you have Pat Mahomes throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns, and of course you have Kelsey and Hill going for over 100 yards each. What really stands out to me is the defense. Uh, they were on Josh Allen all day, got continuous pressure on him, uh, intercepted him once, held him to kind of a relatively low completion percentage, under 300 yards, four sacks, pushed him back 53 yards on those sacks. And you had that really big sack that uh, causes kind of uh, ruckus towards uh, like on the last couple of minutes of the game. Uh, it just seemed like every time they sacked Josh Allen is for like 15, 20 yards uh, and they were in his face all day. Uh, run game was actually better than we kind of expected, but overall it's a defense that stands out to me about this win and props to Steve Spagnolo for taking what was a joke of a defense two years ago and turning it what it, turning it into what it is today. And I actually read a tweet and it was Josh Allen ran backwards for more yards than he threw today. <laughs> like it just like <laughs> No, I mean, the defense played a lot better than we you know, be giving them credit for. I, 
I've been seeing everywhere they're like, oh man, the Chiefs are so top heavy on defense. They got a couple blue chip guys, they got some, you know, pro bowlers, but really the team is just a bunch of average Joes and everything. Here's the thing. If the culture is right, if the coaching is right, average Joes can sustain other teams from looking dominant. And I think the problem sometimes when you get these like big playmaking guys on your team is that sometimes they're too afraid to make a mistake. I mean, I'm not going to say they don't play out, play their asses off, but I mean, they're more willing to give up pass interference because they don't want to get embarrassed because they have a you know, legacy to uphold. Where other guys will just go for an interception because they're like, fuck it. I'm on a one-year deal. I need to secure my bag. You know, I, I think the whole defense played great. I mean, guys like Brashad uh, Breland, Anthony Hitchens, guys that are kind of just like, if you don't, if you don't play like IDP in like fantasy world or you don't like play Madden crazy or you're not a Chiefs fan, probably don't hear about these guys. Breland was a guy that was pretty good a couple years ago and then had this falling out, couldn't sign with anybody. Tyron Matthew is an all-star, but you know, he's, he's had his ups and downs in his career of not being able to play and now he's back. Rookie Legereus Sneed has been playing really well all year. Yeah, 100%. And I just think I just think everything's kind of coming coming out for them. And the fact that like Frank Clark, they traded for him, cost they just they they cost him an arm and a leg almost in my eyes. But he came out and he balled out, you know, he had two sacks today and that's exactly what you want. Like if you're going to you're going to have a defensive end that's going to cost you some money, cost some draft capital, he's got to perform in the playoffs because that's how you win games. Yeah, and also I just want to say real quick, I know we we said we're kind of used to like the Chiefs offense coming out and doing what they do, and we were more impressed by the defense today, but Pat Mahomes going out there and balling out like he did 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions on turf toe, which is, from what it sounds like, is pretty bad, and he's probably going to have to have surgery in the offseason. That's really, really impressive to me, and that shows that he's just, he just takes it to another level uh, in the NFL. I feel like people hear the, like hear turf toe and they don't understand like like how much that actually hurts like like constant like burning sensation and like and like just planting hurts and uh building yeah building off what we talked about with the chiefs defense is kind of like the the opposite the reverse of that is the bills offense was really disappointing for me today uh, <clears throat> they their kicker tyler bass has been pretty good on the year and uh, went four for four on field goals which just tells me that they did not get in the end zone enough uh, ended up losing by 14 points and <clears throat> uh, so that's four times that they didn't get into the end zone. And if you want to beat this high-powered, like, extremely uh, vo- extremely volatile Chiefs offense, then you have to score touchdowns. You can't just settle for the field goal. No, and Sean McDermott said after the game that when, when somebody was like, why were you just, like, kicking away your chances and everything, like, trying to be, like, an ass of a reporter instead of just, like, asking an honest question, like... He just said, I just wanted to get points. Like, I didn't want to leave points on the board. Which, first half, I, I get it. First half, I'm not against that. Going for those field goals makes sense. I mean, one of them was a 51-yard field goal to start off the game. But, you know, kicking these field goals, in my opinion, when you have the lead, is okay. Or within, within range. But once you get into the third and fourth quarter, I feel like you kind of got to push. And you've got to take risk. Because at the end of the day... They lost by 14. 
And you know what? If they would have lost by 30, it's the same goddamn score. Like, it's it's still a loss. Like, when you look at the game, it's a loss. So, And just kind of as a whole, like, we talked about this in the preview episode that, like, uh, the Chiefs are a lot are a better coach team in my opinion not by a lot but they're also better prepared they've been here before just coming off that super bowl win they know how you need to they know what mindset you need to be in for this game the bills it kind of looked like they came out and were they were just happy to be there like they had a great unexpected season and we're happy to be where they are and that's kind of it felt like it kind of transferred into how they played and the chiefs on the other hand knew what kind of mindset they needed to be and knew how they needed to play in order to win and that's what they did yeah and we are going to be setting up with a great matchup now you know that's that's what we got there that's it for our review on those games but this matchup going forward i'm excited for it i'm excited we're going to talk more about this in our in our next episode and everything and and, and next week and stuff like that and be on the lookout super bowl week Coming up, we are going to have multiple video, lots of content. We're going to be covering this as if we are the big dogs. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Be sure to click that subscribe button down below to stay up to date on everything that is second and short, including our mega Super Bowl coverage week. And leave a like down below. It's the cheapest way to support us. We'll, always, we'll, we'll appreciate it. We, we're happy. But leave a comment down below. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear who impressed you and who disappointed you from this weekend. Do you think we're right? on who's up and do you think we're wrong on who's down and if you guys want to check us out on other social media platforms we are available on get us on facebook where we update every episode that comes out we're also on twitter where we not only have every episode but also with polls and trying to interact with all the fans and everything and also on instagram where we have uh, every episode that comes out it pick them games or pick them in our story every week uh, news updates injury reports things like that and feel free to send us a dm whenever you like whatever platform whatever time of the day thank you guys and you all have a great one time day thing <laughs>